Welcome to Canine Revolution Radio. Presented by Canine Revolution Dog Training. Enhancing the dog and owner relationship through education, balance, and pack instinct. Hey y'all, welcome to Canine Revolution Radio. I'm Chris. I'm Kevin. And uh, today we are going to talk about exercise, why it's important to exercise your dog. Um, so just kind of jumping right in, exercise, it, it should be a daily part of, your, uh, of our routine with our dogs. But a lot of people ask, you know, why? Is it really, is it really that important? Why is it important? All right, so I mean, when it boils down, exercise is a basic instinctual need that needs to be fulfilled so that our dogs can live a long and happy life, right? Um, when, when we take exercise out of the picture and we don't provide exercise, there can be some serious, uh, serious issues that you may deal with um, that, that can be related to not exercising, which we're going to get into here shortly, all right? Um, first, the obvious benefits of exercise are the physical benefits. So at, when we provide um, our dogs with exercise, uh, they, you know, you don't see things like obesity or joint issues or hip issues, hip, hip dysplasia, you know, that can help. Uh, exercising can help prevent a lot of those things. So being, being in overall good health is, is going to help in building our dog's confidence, all right? Um, if, we, if, we allow, if we allow our dogs to live a sedentary, sedentary lifestyle, so just sitting around, not exercising, laying on the couch all day, uh, we can increase the chances of having issues both physically and behaviorally. Um, you know, we can see things such as anxiety, insecurity, or even, uh, even aggression, right? Kevin, you got. What do you got? Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the biggest things when we're when we're talking about exercising our dogs, uh, first of all, it's a very very powerful position from your dog's perspective, right? So just kind of relate it with uh, we're going to relate it with food. So when we're training dogs, you know, we're the ones that provide them with food. They rely on us to uh, to meet that instinctual need to survive, you know, meet that drive to to, to eat. So along with that, exercise is also an instinctual need. It's a baser instinctual need. You know, the wolf can go 30 miles a day on the, on the prowl for food, no problem at a steady trot. So balancing their energy levels with our exercise should be done with us for a few reasons. One, big bond building, right? Structured exercise, I'm leading the walk. That's huge for the bond, okay? As we repeat this process, as we continue to exercise daily, the bond is strengthened, uh, the trust and the respect with the dog is built. Um, and we meet that instinctual need to balance their energy so that we're not uh, dealing with undesirable behaviors or undesirable health, health issues or anything like that. So the bond is one of the biggest ones. You know, you always want a good relationship with your own personal dog. We want them to rely on us for, for basic instinctual stuff. So food, exercise, extremely, extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. The things they need, um, you know, in order to, to survive come from, come from us. And that's powerful. That's very powerful. Um, <clears throat> so we'll kind of go a little bit deeper. We keep talking about, you know, exercise being an, an instinctual need, you know. Um, Kevin touched on, on wolves, right? And so we can, the, our dog's ancestor is the wolf. So we can learn a lot about our dogs by studying wolves, which we do. Um, you know, we, we read a lot of books on wolf behavior so that we can better understand dog behavior. Right? And so um, when we talk about wolves, wolves exercise on a daily basis, um, in order to survive like literally it's it's life and death if they don't get this exercise and of course their exercise is just daily living you know um going about their days 
So some of the things you'll see with, with wolves, um, this will become important um, because um, we're going to try to uh, exercise our dogs in these manners that a wolf would, right? Um, so some of the things you'll see with wolves are they, they frequently patrol their territory, right? Kevin mentioned walking, you know, they may be trotting 30 miles a day, right? Um, engaging in play behavior, engaging in ritualized behavior of, you know, aggression, play, submission, um, all of that kind of stuff. That's, that's physically exercising. Um, and they do this with their pack mates, right? Um, they stalk, they hunt, and they kill their prey. Um, and, and then from time to time, they will migrate to new territories, uh, which, which can be an exhausting, exhausting feat. So physically, the, these are some of the things that, the, that wolves are doing just, just to survive, um, but obviously getting physical exercise, right? Yep. Um, so obviously our dogs do not live in the wild, so they don't have to, you know, we're not saying to let your dogs go out in the backyard and, and chase and hunt and kill all the squirrels back there. If that's your thing, hey, go, go for it. But obviously <laughs> there's reasons why we wouldn't allow that. Um, so, our, you know, it's not, I'm not, we're, not, we're being a little bit dramatic here because um, our, dogs, our, our dogs don't live in the wild, right? But they still need some of these same things that the wolves are doing uh, when it comes to exercise, right? So that's why it's important for us to provide them with these activities, and we're the ones, like, we, like you talked about, that are providing them with that. Um, so exercise that simulates some of these activities can be very productive in, in fulfilling our, our dog's needs, right? So when hunting, wolves chase the prey, uh, they catch it, they bite it, right? Um, so while we... We're not uh, doing those exact things. We may play fetch with our dog, right? We, our, our dog is chasing a ball. They're biting the ball. Uh, we might be using a tug. Um, they're, they're, they're chasing us maybe, biting the tug, thrashing. They're getting a lot of those, um, those things out instinctually. So we are simulating all of that instinctual behavior um, that, that wolves use to exercise, right? Yep. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we're, what we're talking about when we, when we start talking about exercise being an instinctual need. These are things that, are, that animals need um, in order to survive, and we are just, um, you know, providing that with, to them. Um, so we'll, do, we'll go ahead and talk about some of the, uh, some of the problems that, are, that, are, that could arise when we don't have exercise. So the same way with a wolf pack, you know, everybody pretty much knows their place, right? So they're following the leader. Yep. You know, they're following the leader on that 30 mile trek or on that hunt or whatever it may be. So in the same regard, we are our domestic dogs pack. Yeah. We need to be the leader. We need to, uh, that helps them, you know, manage their mindset. Uh, we avoid what is called understimulation. So if we're not exercising our dog or we're not structurally exercising our dog, I should say to where it's a, you know, to where we're leading the walk, you could suffer from issues such as understimulation. So real quick, uh, the definition of, uh, under stimulation uh, from uh, Encyclopedia of Canine Behavior by uh, Roger Abrantes, a dog is understimulated when it is given insufficient opportunity to use and develop its inborn abilities and satisfy its needs. Now, of course, in the wild, they're using their inborn abilities, they're satisfying their needs. One of it's just pretty much a hunting drive. Right. Basically, all of their exercise comes from wanting to survive. Domesticated dogs, of course, it's a little different. You know, we give them the kibble or the raw diet, it comes from us, you know, it's good to go. <coughs> but uh, if, the, if we don't uh, mimic this, if we don't simulate this, and we do hit a point of understimulation, you're going to have uh, poor behavior, such as tearing up the house when you're not home, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. or maybe not even respecting you, maybe being too energetic, you know, things like that. So we really do need to get that balance in order to satisfy them, okay? Yeah. So almost every uh, undesirable behavior that we will encounter 
under simulation is usually the root cause, right? Yep. Sometimes insecurity, whatever the case may be. But uh, at the end of the day, the most basic thing of just structured exercise goes a long way to working through and rehabilitating these mindsets, you know, managing their mindset and kind of controlling what they are, uh, they're able, uh, excuse me, what they're able to do. So when they do have excessive energy, when they are in a stimulated, it's got to come out somewhere yep. and it's going to come out somewhere. You don't want it. Your baseboards, yep. <laughs> your, your, your rugs, floor that you just, you just bought in. that $1,200 rug, you know, now it's, <laughs> now it's t- tattered up, you know? So, I mean, chewing on furniture, anything's like that. But at the same time, we could begin to create anxieties, right? So we're talking about pacing around the house, you know, uh, barking nonstop, things like that. That's basically just an excessive energy leaking out. It has to come out somewhere. So yeah. uh, another one is, you know, you come home, they've been running around all day, satisfying their own needs, reinforcing their own anxious mindset. They're not exercised regularly. Guess what? They're going to mess with you. You know, yep. they're going to start bugging you for attention because it's something to do. You just came home, yep. you know, something just got added to the environment. Now they want to mess with you. Right. So you know, you just work 10-hour shift, you come home, they're, they're, they're being pushy, they're mouthing you, you know, just messing with you in general. And, you know, our response usually is an inflated one, which just increases the anxiety even more. So balancing that energy is definitely the key, you know, nice structured exercise. So it's all examples. What it boils down to is just energy, just under stimulation. So uh, achieving that goal, achieving that mindset of, you know, calm, confident, relaxed, chipping away that excessive energy, that's where you're going to find the most success in avoiding these undesirable behaviors. And providing it, you know, providing it that proper outlet for for that energy. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So uh, other thing we'll talk about here is anxiety and insecurity. So it does, it kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, with understimulation. A lot of times, you know, when we're, when we're meeting dogs, assessing dogs behavior, we can say, you know, root causes insecurity, it's anxiety. Uh, And then like you said, in almost every case, understimulation is a part, part of that, um, you know, equation as well. So your dog may whine a lot um, or bark when they are frustrated. These behaviors may not seem uh, anything more than, you know, just being annoying to some people. Um, But when these behaviors get continually reinforced over a period of time, they can get worse and even develop into dangerous behaviors, right? So we have seen anxiety and insecurity develop in a wide array of unsafe behaviors. We've seen aggression towards owners, towards, towards you know, the dog's owners, uh, towards other strangers, towards children, towards other dogs. You know, people can't walk their dogs um, through their own neighborhood without having some, some type of reaction, right? And this is all rooted in this insecurity and anxiety, right? And understimulation. Um, We've seen holes chewed in the walls, like we talked about, couches demolished, carpets ripped up, you name it. Um, and then, so some of the other ones that I've seen, I've, we've seen cases where dogs will inflict harm upon themselves, right? So um, you, might, you may have seen, you know, videos of dogs chasing their tails. That's an anxious behavior. Um, we've seen it so extreme where dogs will bite their tails, you know, they'll, they'll uh, you know, bite their backsides, you know, until they're bleeding and slinging blood all over the house and that kind of stuff. Like this is all rooted in anxious behavior. It's unhealthy. And now it's gotten to the point where it's causing physical harm to a dog, right? Um, <clears throat> so these are not healthy ways for our dogs to live. So uh, when we assess dogs with these types of undesirable behaviors and talk about uh, behavior modification, exercise is the first prescription, right? So there is a long process that goes into training, but day one, we start with exercise. Right. Right? So we can, we can start teaching the dog how to walk, you know, teaching the dog how to, how to exercise, maybe on a treadmill, whatever. Whatever means we, we want to use, exercise is, is our first step, right? Yep. 
Um, <clears throat> productive and healthy effort exercise is where we start in order to address the issues long term. So bottom line, by providing our dogs with exercise, we are fulfilling their instinctual needs and preventing unhealthy habits from forming. Yep. Right. Um, and so you want to talk about um, the, the, the two elements that we kind of want to keep in mind yep. when, we're, when we're exercising. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, you've heard us say, you know, structured exercise. Well, is there unstructured exercise? There is. You know, we'll get into it more in depth later on. But when I say structured exercise, I'm talking about working the body and working the mind at the same time in order to achieve that stimulation. There are some dogs that can go and go and go and go, but there's no mental stimulation. You're like, well, I'm still experiencing these bad behaviors. All right, well, when you take him out on a leash, how is it? He's pulling on the leash, constant tension on the leash, paying attention to everything else but me. What we're doing is reinforcing a negative mindset. We're reinforcing anxieties. You say, man, I walked my dog three miles, came home and he started chasing his tail and jumping all over me. Yeah. Well, we got to get the mind part in there. Yeah. So from our perspective as trainers, you know, train dog, heel position, right? Simulate that pack walk, nice, calm, you know, demeanor, follows us, you know, they don't lead it, anything like that. So we have to balance these, you know, um, we have to balance these mindsets in order to address the actual issues, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And in, uh, in doing this, we, we create a healthier state of mind for our dogs, yeah. you know? We, if it's structured, if it's scheduled, you know, they know when they're gonna walk, they know when they're gonna play, because they're on a schedule, they are very schedule-like animals, uh, then they know when that energy can come out. Yeah. So we're, you know, likely to avoid the undesirable behaviors while we are away. Uh, you know, in that case, we always call it, you know, separation anxiety, you know, tearing stuff up. Well, it all stems from something, you know, then uh, to start with is to exercise, you know, start to work through it, structure it, uh, keep them next to you. Don't let them, you know, go crazy, anything like that. On the other hand, we also condition dogs to treadmills, right? They can walk, run, trot, whatever. Uh, that is basically just physical stimulation right at that point because they're kind of doing it on their own but they are staying on the treadmill like we taught them so maybe a little mental there sure, sure. but we could couple that with some basic obedience you know hiding stuff allowing them to find it simulating that hunt oh, yeah. you know like they do in the wild um just things like that are you know just practice the obedience like we use our spot time you know downstays you know recalls anything like that can really uh work and balance that uh, that mental mindset so they're physically stimulated, obviously, when they're running, you know, chasing things, playing fetch, tug, whatever it may be. But at the end, we need to incorporate some of that mental stimulation to get those behaviors and get that positive mindset that we want. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got, I've got a hound dog, um, you know, that she can, you could put her on the treadmill for two, three hours if you wanted to, and she's ready to go. You know, um, but I could take her to a distraction session, go to Lowe's for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. She's done for the day. Yep. Just that mental stimulation. A lot is going very, on. Very you powerful. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you definitely have to have a balance. Good, good stuff. All right. So <clears throat> next thing we're going to go into, uh, Kevin touched on it, is, is structure, um, you know, versus unstructured. So we always, always recommend structured ex exercise over unstructured exercise. So unstructured exercise, as an example, would be just, uh, simply letting our dog outside in the backyard to run around while we, while, you know, we stay inside the house. Um, you know, or letting our dog loose in a dog park to run around with, with other dogs while we sit in the corner on the phone, right? So we, we get that a lot. Well, I got my dog another dog to exercise that dog so they can go out there and do their thing and exercise, right? Um, so I'm providing them with that exercise, not necessarily, right? Um, so, and I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be able to just let our dogs out in the backyard. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, but if this is your only method of exercising or providing exercise for your dog, um, you may be inviting some, some issues, right? Um, so you also need to keep in mind that uh, these are scenarios where we are not in control, right? So there is no structure involved. Structure means we are in control of the environment. So our dogs are free to do as they wish, right? Sometimes that means digging holes, jumping the fence, pacing up and down the fence line, barking at other dogs as they pass by, or squirrels, or cats, or people, or you name it, right? The list goes on. So these types of activities, uh, activities will build anxiety and reinforce undesirable behaviors because we are not there to guide our dog's actions, right? Um, letting our dog into a dog park with other dogs that we don't know could put your dog in a bad situation which could develop insecurity which could lead to some type of fear aggression or worse right can degrade our dog's trust in us right um, so this is all huge huge <clears throat> especially as it's constantly you know reinforced yeah. so if I'm doing this once a week taking my dog to the dog park and you know to us it looks like they're playing but to a trainer it may be undesirable behavior as well over time you know, those behaviors you're experiencing at home, they're going to escalate, escalate, oh, yeah. escalate. Yep. And if you create insecurity, you create that fear aggression, you may be headed down to the path to where a dog gets a successful bite. Yep. And we want to avoid that as much oh, yeah. as possible. Yeah, so. absolutely. Then you then you got a real problem. <laughs> so, um, you know, in these situations, are our dogs, are, are our dogs getting um, exercise? Sure. But at what cost? Um, and we, we have to ask, you know, is this a healthy form of exercise and the best interest of our dogs, right? So structured exercises is going to be much, much healthier. Uh, we encourage exercising your dogs in methods where you are in control at all times. So I do, I do let my dogs run around in the backyard. I let them do their own thing, you know, as, as they want, you know, all three of mine run around, sometimes go a little bit crazy, but I'm out there. I'm there with them, or I can at least see them. I can control the environment, right? They start doing undesirable behaviors like digging or barking at something they shouldn't be barking at. I am there to, uh, to, to put a stop to that, to, to put, you know, to be the outlet for, for that, that, excessive energy pack walk time that's exactly <laughs> right time for everybody to go on a walk um so if i if i let my dogs play with other dogs i am there and i'm paying close attention and i mean they're like you know physically and mentally right i'm not on my phone i'm not just sitting in the corner talking to somebody i'm watching you know my dog playing with that other dog what's you know if i see body language that i don't like or um or the playing is you know starting to, is starting to get out of hand i'm in control and i can put a stop to it and most of the time if the other dog is playing with my dog i know that owner and i know they have control over their dog as well which is a huge factor so um when we walk our dogs, they should not be pulling us on the leash. You talked about that. We are in con we control our route, we control the pace that we walk, um, and we control our dog's behavior throughout the entire walk. Right. Um, so Kevin touched on the importance of that, and you know this is just another example. We are in control. So by being involved with our dog's exercise, uh, we build experiences as well. So this is this is very very huge because we're involved um, by going through these experiences that we build. We strengthen our bond with our dog. They learn that um, you know we are effective leaders, someone they can look up to and trust. This helps uh, to build their confidence and prevents things such as insecurity, right. anxiety, understimulation. Want to right? reinforce the right things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, kind of to to recap, um, exercise is a cr crucial component to our dogs' lives. Um, it fulfills our dogs' instinctual needs to run, chase, bite, walk, and think through um, various scenarios. 
If we do not provide our dogs with a healthy and productive means of exercise, they will become understimulated and their energy will go into undesirable behaviors. Uh, we have to balance our exercise between physical and mental stimulation, like Kevin talked about, so that we are uh, properly balancing our dog's energy levels in a healthy way. Uh, we want to always be involved, not only in our dog's exercise, but in their lives as a whole, right? So we should always be in control uh, so that our dogs will always have to rely on us. Through exercise, we can strengthen our bond and our dogs and can enjoy a long, happy, and healthy life with them. Absolutely. Right? So cool. That's good stuff, man. So um, that's that's all we've got to talk about. Exercise your dog. It's super, super important. It's not just something you do. Mm -hmm. um, this is something that our dogs need, you know, instinctually. Yep. So uh, that's all we've got. Um, appreciate you guys listening in. Make sure you guys tune in next time to Canine Revolution.